This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, episode 49. This is the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha, the show for internet entrepreneurs who want to learn how uncertainty and struggle turn into confidence and success. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers podcast, and today I'm excited to welcome Nicholas Barely from the Billion Dollar Body to the Baller Circle. Nicholas is the CEO of the Billion Dollar Body, where they help men reach their ultimate state of health, power, and confidence. Nicholas is an international speaker, coach, and was rated top 30 under 30 influencer. He coaches some of the top-rated male CEOs and is passionate about seeing men prosper in health, business, and relationships. Nicholas, welcome to the show. I'm very happy to have you here. How's business going? Dude, business going awesome, and I'm excited to be in the baller circle. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. It's a good place to be, right? It's a good place to be. Yeah. And so, Nicholas, I'm really happy to have you on the show because we, you know, we actually met. What was it, about a year ago, almost uh, at a uh, San Diego podcast meetup, and uh, I remember that was before I launched my podcast, and I was talking to you and Amanda about, you know, some of the things that I was looking to do in my business, and you guys were talking about, you know, stuff that you were doing currently in your business. Uh, and so it's great to finally, you know, come full circle now and, and have you on the show and get to talk about, uh, the billion dollar body, uh, which is a brand that I, I really love. And I love the, the focus that you have on getting people, um, to really focus on their health. Uh, because that's, you know, I think it is uh, a big industry It's something that a lot of people are focusing on, but unfortunately I think there's still so many people who aren't focused on it. Not enough people are. Uh, taking advantage of uh, of the opportunities out there, so it's great. It's great to see that you're uh, you're you're in a marketplace to to really help people out. Um, uh, absolutely, man, and I I appreciate that. And I, it's exciting being on the show with you and seeing how far the show has come since we were. It was just an idea uh, to now, and also being here. And, and you're absolutely right, man. There's so much health stuff out there. There's so many information products. There's so much. There's a new diet this way, new diet that way. And so what we've realized and what everyone should know before we even start the show is that everybody knows something they can do to be healthier right now that would impact their relationships, it would impact their business, their work life, their overall quality of life. But it's not about what you know. It's about doing what you know and applying it and getting a result. And if you can do that, then you'll always keep progressing. But no matter how much you know, if you don't apply it, then it just turns into unbelief. And then you start believing that no matter how much I know, I will never get results. And it all starts with you. So if you do it in your health, it'll happen in your business either way. So either you have unbelief in your health and unbelief in yourself, and then it goes into every area of your life, or you start creating belief by working on yourself first, and then you'll start seeing the same results in your business and life. Right, right. I, I totally agree with that. That's awesome. Uh, so let's 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 dig into your story a little bit. So you're an entrepreneur now, but where where did you grow up, and what was life like growing up? So I grew up in San Diego. Uh, I grew up in the same house that my dad currently still owns. So he bought his first house when he's like 21, I believe, and he just renovated it and stayed in the same spot. I grew up about 20 minutes from the beach in San Diego, and uh, my dad was always like a, he was always a business owner, first of all, and then second of all, my parents split up when I was about four, so my mom lived about 10 minutes away from my dad, and I always had that like kind of tension of who do I stay with, you know, who am I going to live with, but my story all started when I was two years old, it's my my you know earliest memory, and I was the youngest kid in the world to start racing bicycles. Nice. So. 
to be honest, that's probably the only time so far in my life that I've been number one in the world. And so it's kind of like a hard thing to beat because, you know, people are so talented. I was just lucky enough that my dad said, hey, why would we put training wheels on the bike if he's not planning on having training wheels in the future? And so I learned a lot in that moment at two years old that my dad didn't give me a bunch of crutches. He already started me out on where he wanted me to be until I could grow into where I wanted to be. And so instead of having crutches and training wheels, because kids, they actually have a hard time riding a bike after having training wheels because they never had a balance. Mm -hmm. And so he just started me off fresh, pushed me down the hill, was able to ride and started racing bicycles at two years old. And then from there at four years old, my dad bought me my first motorcycle. And so I remember being under the Christmas tree and I was like, is this thing even real? And literally check this out. My dad goes outside, just imagine a tiny little motorcycle, starts it up and goes, Nicholas, get on it. And I get on it and I go full throttle across the street <laughs> and I hit the curb on the other side because I didn't know where the brakes were and I flipped over the handlebars and wow. just ate it. I mean, it was terrible. So that was my first experience on the motorcycle and that ultimately became my love. I remember just trying to impress my dad all the time. Just like every time we went out and I rode my motorcycle, I just was like trying to push as hard as I could, jump as high as I could, just thinking about the future and thinking if I could just impress my dad, my dad's going to want to buy me more motorcycles and he's going to think so highly of me. And that went, that that literally drove me for you know the next five years or so until I was about 10 years old and I started racing motocross a lot and that ended up being what I wanted to do with my entire life was to be a professional motocross rider and I didn't want to go to school. I didn't care about school. I never thought about getting a job. My dad always owned his own business and my dad actually pushed me at the age of 12. I had my first real entrepreneurship venture where my dad had told me if he lost his entire company, it doesn't matter. All he needs is a weed whacker and a lawnmower in San Diego, all you do is knock on some doors, be like, I'll take this all out for you. I'll make sure I cut all your weeds, whatever, and you would make money. So what did I do? Printed out flyers, started knocking on doors, started quoting all their yards, and then getting reoccurring customers through people that just wanted the maintenance at a low price. Nice. And because they're all local, we didn't have to drive far, nothing like that. And so ultimately, that was my first entrepreneur venture. But really, when it came down to it, all I wanted to do is be a professional motocross rider. But my life wasn't perfect, unfortunately. You know, I still love motocross to this day. And uh, I even try to rekindle that later in my life. But um, my life wasn't perfect. And I had tons of struggles with my parents breaking up at a young age, tons of pressures of which parent do I make happy. I had a stepdad and a stepmom. And I wrote my first suicide letter when I was seven years old saying that I wished that I would just be dead so that I didn't have to live through this punishment, through getting in trouble, through having parents that are separated. So I was already like kind of having that depressed state and feel and having you know, my dad be the disciplinary, my mom be the comforter and not have them in the same house is not a good situation because every time my dad wants a discipline, then I want to go run to my mom. And then my mom doesn't have my dad around because they live in a separate house. And so I never got to get fully disciplined and enjoy the fruits later in life of doing the right thing. So a lot of things got messed up in that whole situation. And I remember just being on the lifeline, right? Just feeling like, man, I really just want to be the best in the world at motocross, but I just felt so like in despair and so torn and felt like I don't know if I can do it. And if I'm going to be second place, I want to quit. So I, I ended up trying to get that approval from my dad, which was something that spun me out of control. And I remember just walking behind my dad uh, down the hallway of our house 
through the kitchen and I'm explaining to him that I want to be the best. I want to be the best. And I remember walking three steps down into our garage that leads out out behind our garage and three steps down, one step, two step, three step. I finally pulled the trigger and said, dad, we need to practice more. I want to be the best. And he turned around and in that moment he said, you'll never be the best. Wow. And it just crushed me. And so I ended up not talking to my dad for two and a half years. And through that period, I ended up gaining 60 pounds and giving up on everything in life. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. So why why is that you, that you think he said that to you? What do you think his, his reason was? Well, I think he was just kind of over it that I was just like, I want to be the best. I want to be the best. And he goes, listen, on any given day, there's someone that's going to be able to beat you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to be the best every single day. And if that's all you ever want, you're just never going to be happy. If I were to look back now, we haven't had a full long conversation about it because it's still such a touchy subject. Right. I mean, even up to four years ago, I was still like, so like um, burdened by that whole thought that if that just wouldn't have happened, I thought I would have made it. But if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be serving the people I'm serving today, which obviously after two and a half years of not talking to my dad, locking myself in the house, getting depressed, gaining 60 pounds, I lost all my confidence. I lost all my vision for life. I went to a 1.8 GPA. I didn't have a girlfriend my entire high school career, which now I'm happily married four and a half years. And so it wasn't until one kid came to school with a bag of fruit that changed my entire life forever. So one moment that my dad told me I'd never be the best sent me spiraling, and I'm so happy that happened because that's how I'm able to serve the people we serve today. And if it wasn't for the one kid that was a boxer, that had a meal plan, that had a coach to weigh in at the correct weight to to be able to box, I would have never taken action on my health. And uh, so that kid was at school, and he brought out that bag of fruit, and I was like, why do you have that bag of fruit? (laughs) And he was like, I have a, a trainer, meal plan, workout plan. And I was like, oh my goodness, he has a plan. I can follow a plan. And so all I did was went home, took action, uh, 53 pounds down in six months. Wow. And you know, through that experience, I was able to gain some of my confidence back again, gain some vision for my life back, and able to go after things at a higher level than I ever thought was possible. Okay. So that was the, the I, I was going to ask you, what was your inspiration for going into the fitness industry? But that makes a whole lot of sense. You know, you, you got inspired uh, by this person. And, uh, I assume that, you know, you want to share that same inspiration with other people. Is that, is that accurate? Well, see, this is the thing, dude. I was too scared to ever go into the gym. So after I actually got inspired by that guy, I didn't talk to anyone about it. I didn't want to help anyone. Uh, I didn't want to tell anyone I was overweight. I was just trying to live a normal life where I wasn't getting made fun of all the time. As soon as I dropped 53 pounds, I took off my shirt for the first time in however many years and I just remember someone going, wow, you look emaciated. And boom, again, already getting oh, made wow. fun of. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, do you even know what the frick I just went through? And so ultimately, I was just trying to hide, man. I just didn't want anything. I was trying to just live a normal life, uh, trying to get fit, trying to look normal. And so it wasn't until I met my girlfriend, now wife, uh, through getting fit. The thing is, dude, I would have never met my wife if I had stayed where I was at. If I would have stayed unhealthy, not because she wouldn't have liked me because I was a pretty funny dude, but because I would have never put myself in a situation to ever meet her. So really, it was her driving me and pushing me to be able to share my message that ultimately got me to actually want to share it with the world. Hmm, that's awesome. I like that a lot. So you you meet your wife and uh, you you guys decide together to start this fitness business. How, how did, how did the, I guess the idea come about? 
and why did you decide on uh, on fitness specifically? Yeah, that's a really great question. So two years after fumbling in my health, because I lost the weight, but I didn't know what to do, man. Like it's just, it's a tough world out there. You There's so much noise. 10 years ago, everyone would have told you to eat special K bars every single meal to try to drop weight. Now everyone would think that's a joke. And so not having that accountability really wore on me. And finally, after two and a half years of going up and down, up and down, I finally hired a, a nutritionist and a personal trainer right when I met my girlfriend which now is my wife. And so that's what really transformed my life. I had a guy with me that would tell me what to do, help me plan out all my meals, and so I could see a specific result. And I ended up getting those results that I wanted. And so when I ended up meeting my wife, I was like, I think I got this. I I know what to do. I'm going to help her. And so I actually helped Amanda lose 20 pounds, and that's what helped spark her fitness journey. So then when we got engaged and then got married, we thought – man, how are we going to live life and not be apart? My, I have a bigger priority of spending time with my wife than I do working all the time. So I was like, I already know that going and getting a job, and this is something that everyone can apply to their life, what are your non-negotiables? I already knew that getting a job, working separately for the rest of our life, and only spending a tiny bit of time together was not what I wanted. So I scratched that off the list of things that I could do and said, what can I do to make sure I can spend optimal time with my wife? And that's when she said, hey, your entire expertise is in health and fitness. You transform my life. Let's go out and transform other people's lives. And that's ultimately how everything started was we didn't want to be apart and we wanted to be together and we had to use what was our expertise? What were we really good at? So that's when we started transforming lives. But the thing is, is that for six months after starting that business, I didn't get in the gym once, Hmm. which showed me that, hey, maybe there's some other entrepreneurs out there that are just going hard after business, creating that lifestyle that just can't balance it all. And I want to go out there and I want to help those people because if I'm struggling with it, then they're definitely struggling with it. Right, right. So how, how did you get your first client? Yeah, so the first things that we started selling were supplements. We started doing affiliate sales for supplements. And so the first thing that I did was I invited over my best friends and I said, hey, guess what? I have this amazing product. You guys all have to try it, blah, 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 thinking that everyone was going to love me. I had no thought that I was ever going to fail or anyone was going to get frustrated. They all looked at me like bug eyes. like They were (laughs) like, what the hell are you talking about? And literally, none of them bought anything. And I lost tons of my friends trying to sell them products and I just could not believe it because I never thought that was even possible. I thought they would all see the same vision as me and so it took me a long time to get a client but ultimately what happened was I ended up just building relationships with people Um, but when it goes into coaching because I don't really remember my first customer or client from our first business but when it came to coaching what it came down to was me just saying hey we have a relationship together Either I'm either really good at what I do and you're going to get results or not and you can just have your money back. So ultimately when it came down to it, my first customers all came from building trust and relationship. Hmm. Okay. I love that. So you're, you decide to start this business. You find your first client. Um, at what did you, did you have some sort of model for you know, how to figure out like what exactly you should charge for the client, what, how exactly you wanted to market yourself? Like how did, you, how did you figure those pieces out? So after we went into the coaching and consulting, which is our main strong suit, uh, you know, one-on-one coaching, you have to figure out. You're like, I have to spend a lot of time with these people, and, but I also need to make an income because I can't, 
I can't only have 10 or 30 clients and have them all paying me 100 bucks. It just, you can't do that. Uh, so ultimately, you have to figure out where am I pushing myself? If you feel comfortable with your pricing, then it's probably too low is what we always did. So when we started out in, in our six-month coaching program, uh, I believe it was at $1,900. And so that's about like a third or maybe a little bit less, like a fourth of what our current coaching prices are. Mm -hmm. And so it was just refining our skill, getting the testimonials, making sure that we could serve people. So we were getting people signed up $1,900 for six months, making sure we're providing a good service, refining our process. And as we did that, every single time I talked to someone, a lot of people, not a lot of people know this, but every time I talked to a new person, I would always tell them the price was higher. Just trying to, literally, it went from 1900 to 2400 to 3000 to 3300 to 3600 to 5000 to 7500 And every single time that I raised it, I would end up dropping it down. We'd end up like negotiating to a middle ground. Mm-hmm. But every single time, it went up a little bit more. And every time we got a new client, our expertise grew, uh, our process grew, the experience grew. And ultimately, we'd just been able to become better and because we're better we're able to charge more premium price so always get better before you're trying to scam people into a premium price because you could always be good at sales but you need to follow through if you want to have a consistent company right so how did you figure out because i'm thinking at the you know the price points that you're charging these are price points I'm, i'm assuming a lot of people are just not in the market to buy that right so there's a there's a certain clientele that has the money uh, clearly everyone could benefit from your services if there's a certain clientele that has the money to actually be able to pay for that. How did you figure out your, your target market and who to, who to actually target? So it all came down to when I was six months into my first business and I was totally freaking out of it. Like no, no working out. I fell out of shape. It started impacting my relationship. It started impacting my energy levels. I started becoming lazier. I started waking up later. I started going to bed later. And so that's when I thought, hey, I want to connect with entrepreneurs. Again, my non-negotiables. I just live my life by passion. I didn't really think of things. I just thought, who do I want to connect with? Because if I'm going to be talking to these people all the time, I don't want to be talking to, to small achievers, people that don't really want a lot out of life. So I already knew that I want to work with successful entrepreneurs because those are the people that I like talking to. And that's what I wanted to be. And that's what I start, started seeing myself get out of shape when I started working so hard. So that was the first thing. And obviously, successful entrepreneurs, you would expect to one, make good decisions because you don't get, you don't become successful without making good decisions. And two, they have the money to be able to invest in their health. And so the other thing is they live such a busy lifestyle. A lot of them live on the road uh, or they just always are working really hard. They need something customized. They can't just have a chicken and rice, chicken and rice and broccoli, chicken, rice and asparagus, fish and asparagus. Like they can't just do that all the time. And that's been their biggest reason why they can't stay consistent. They can't hit the gym for two hours a day. And so they can't just follow these generic plans. They need that one-on-one touch with someone who actually knows their lifestyle. And so me being a business owner since I was 12, my dad being a business owner, my uncles being a multi-seven-figure business owner, I understand the lifestyle. I've been around it. I've lived it. And so because of that, I can act as an expert because I know what they're actually going through and how to make them succeed. So ultimately, I found my target market through who do I want to work with in the long term so that I could really enjoy what I was doing. And then from there, obviously, there's non-successful entrepreneurs and successful. Uh, the biggest thing I have on my side is that there's three priorities that all every single man has in our company. It's that they want to improve their health, 
They want to grow their business and their relationship with their significant other. So for us with men, it's their wife or they want to ha- they want to find a wife. So it's one or the other. Those are their top three priorities. If they could do that, they win. But what we notice is that investing in their company isn't making them any healthier and a lot of times it's not really helping their relationship. They think if they make more money and work harder, it'll help their relationship, but it just really doesn't. So investing in their business increases their business. Great. A lot of them aren't investing in their relationship, but let's say they did, it'd probably just take away from their business and maybe it would help with their health a little bit because then they'd be more motivated to look good for their wife. But the third option to invest in is their is their health. And I just got off a phone right off the phone with a client right before we got on here and he says, "Hey, I feel like if I hit my health goal, I'd get I'd be more energetic, more sharp and more confident." And I said, "What would that do for your home life?" He's like, "Oh, man, I'd come home from work and I'd finally not have to gel out on the sofa. I could be like, "Okay, I'm here for my wife. I could do more things with her and soon my family, I could do the same thing." I go, "Okay, cool. What would it do for your business?" He goes, "Oh, man, I own a store and if I was more energetic, more sharp and more confident, 93% of communication is nonverbal. So I'd probably be able to sell a lot more as well. And I was like, how much have you invested in business stuff? And he goes, oh, like, you know, at least $500 a month. So six grand a year. I go, wow. So six grand a year, what is that doing for you? He goes, oh, it gives me great ideas and makes me think bigger. I go, wow. So investing in your health will not only grow your relationship at home and your family relationship, but it'll also grow your business where you can end up making more money being more confident and feel better, all from just investing in your health. So the only one out of those top three priorities, if you invest in it, the only one that affects all three areas is investing in your health. So ultimately, it's a no-brainer. I've had guys that live in their mom's basements that don't have any business, drop $7,500 on the spot, paid in full out of all of their savings because they can see that they want more confidence, they want that relationship, and they want to grow a business, and the best investment is in themselves. Right. That's awesome. I love that. So let's talk about the billion-dollar body. So what, what exactly are the services that you provide to your clients? And I noticed on the website you have a 15-day uh, six-pack challenge. What, what exactly is the, is the challenge? So after training over 500 people one-on-one, I was like, how can I reach more people? So if you're a person maybe listening right now and you're like, shoot, like 7,500, like I want to get really healthy, but I just don't, I can't pull it together right now. It just doesn't seem like something possible. You're the perfect person for the 15-day six-pack challenge. I took the top workouts. I mean, we have naturopath doctors that endorse us. We have some of the top nutritionists and fitness people in the world that help consult for our company. And basically what we do is we put down 15 days of workouts for you that are all proven to boost testosterone naturally. They're things the first half you can do in your house. The second half, all you need is dumbbells. So you can also do that in your house. And so it's meant to give you the most amount of results in the least amount of time. And there's also an option for a meal plan that goes with it where you get a free book that's from me along with meal prep, meal plan, grocery list. So you don't have to think about anything. The list is already done, how to make it's already done, and it's already proven to give you results, money back guarantee, everything. But getting the workouts 100% free at thebilliondollarbody.com slash challenge. Super simple. And that's just because I want you guys to be able to get in there, get the results that you want. And then from there, a lot of times we graduate people out of the 15-day challenge into our 90-day VIP group coaching. And so what that is, is it's a 90-day program, a sprint, where you're surrounded with like-minded entrepreneurs. One of the biggest keys to your success in health and business is going to be accountability. We already talked about it. Do Knowing things doesn't matter. 
applying what you know is what matters, and you have a 66% higher chance of seeing results if you have accountability. Now, every other fitness program out there, you're going to have accountability with people that you don't want to grow with in life. Like you just don't, you want to surround yourself. If you're the sum of the five people you hang around, what do you want those people to be like? And so I provide the atmosphere and the space where we have six, seven, eight, nine figure business owners and people that have gotten their hands on our products are people like Cole Hatter, Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone, so big, heavy hitters. And so I want you to be surrounded with people that are either where you're at or above and that's the type of accountability we have in the group. And then from there, obviously, we have our one-on-one coaching as well. Three simple products, three stages of, stages of life, whether you're just wanting to jump in to try something out or you want to take things a little bit more seriously, we have something for every single person out there. So you're in a very, very crowded marketplace. You know, It's like so many people are, are, are doing this fitness stuff. How do you stand out in this crowded marketplace and, and make differentiate yourself from everyone else? Dude, I, I just got asked this. I was just on a TV show, Business Rockstars, like two days ago, and he asked me the same question. Such a crowded space. How do you stand out? To be honest, man, I've never looked at anyone else. I just truly believe that we are 100 times better than every single person out there. You see Oprah right now? She's like on commercials endorsing, uh, what's that called? What's the company? Not Nutrisystem, but another one. Is it Weight Watchers? Uh, or Weight Watchers, yeah. I go... Okay. You got to be kidding me. Oprah Winfrey making $350 million a year on her own, take home, is sitting here endorsing this company that has crappy food, junky systems, but they do a good job at accountability. And so ultimately, man, the reason we stand out is because one, we narrow it down to the male entrepreneur, so it's specific. And the second thing is we're the best. And so no one out there is going to beat us. No one gets better results. No one has higher retention and no one gets things done like we do. So ultimately you have to go into it with that kind of mindset. And the second thing is I just don't really look at the competition. I see a bunch of people out there. I mean, think about the people that you know. How many of your friends are actually in a program right now? Like an actual program that they actually pay for. Not a lot of them. No, they, not at all. They act like they are. They go, oh yeah, I'm doing this or doing that. But that's, again, that's, that's the worst thing that can happen. If you get information and you don't apply it, you're in a worse spot than if you never had the information at all. Hmm. So I know a big problem, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard this objection from a lot of people, and, and you even talked about it a little bit earlier, is, is especially busy entrepreneurs, they say they don't have time, right? I'm, I'm too busy to work out. I'm too busy to, to do these things. How do you get people uh, to, I guess, set aside the time and, I guess, show them that they do have the time to fit, fit in a workout in their, throughout their, their daily life? So it's by telling them that I will never tell any of our clients to do something that doesn't give them more on the other side. So whatever they're giving up, maybe they're giving up time to work. Maybe they're giving up a little bit of sleep, maybe whatever they're giving up to be able to go and work out or invest in their health. I will never get them to give up something that they don't get something greater in return. This is what I mean. It's that if I can't draw out an ROI for them, why should they even invest in their health at all? If it's going to take away from their business, if it's going to take away from their family, why would they ever invest in their health? So ultimately, I break it down all their priorities, and I make sure that whatever plan we have them on, it's giving to their life where they're able to make more money, live a better life, and there's a positive return on investment at the end of the day, financially, time-wise, energy-wise, commitment-wise. So ultimately, they look like an idiot 
if they don't do it because it's going to give them better results in their life and the things they care about. So ultimately, that's the way we do it. I make sure that there's an ROI, and if I can't give them more than they're giving me and time and energy, then they should never do it in the first place. So ultimately, it's a win-win. It's kind of one of those things where I say, hey, give me 1000 or give me 7500 and I'll show you a way where you can work more, enjoy life more, where it's worth a lot more than that. And if it's not, then we have a problem. And so that's that's ultimately how we've done it. That's why we've only had one person not pay for our product uh, out of the hundreds of people uh, that stopped paying. And that's ridiculous. No one else in the entire industry can say things like that. It's because, one, we have commitment, we have trust, and we make sure we give all our clients everything they need to succeed. Hmm. I like that. So can you? I want to dig into that a little bit more because I think I'm sure – you know, as I'm listening to you say, like, you know, you provide the, you show the clients the ROI. I'm trying to visualize what that ROI, how that ROI actually works out. And, I, and I'm sure that it does work out for so many clients, but I'm trying to see if I can, can you give me a little bit more of a, a little bit more something specific that you, maybe an example of something that happened with a client where, where they saw the ROI? Because I'm sure a lot of people who are listening are thinking like, I want that ROI, but I don't know what it is. I can't visualize it. Cool. So let's take Tommy, right? He has a $10 million business. And so... Well, already he's doing pretty well. And every single day, so right now he's a little bit overweight. He's maybe 50 pounds overweight. It's causing him now to, every time he eats lunch, he goes back to the office and he pretty much has two hours of non-productivity at all. And then he comes home and he's already drained. And then he has no time for his fiance. And so let's say all this is going on. T- Tommy's testosterone is low, which the, the testosterone high of today is the low of 100 years ago because of the products, the things that we're taking, the things we're eating. So we want to reverse that. And so ultimately, he's got a $10 million business, but he's worn out, and he can't perform any higher level than he is right now. He's already working out. He's already thinks he eats healthy. But lucky he was humble enough to go, I need help. I want to make sure I'm doing this right, because he's always invested in coaches in business. He's always invested in coaches with his acting and his comedian career. So he knew that, hey, maybe I should give it a shot in this area. We switched his diet, switched some of his workouts, and made sure he was hydrating, sleeping, and breathing correctly. So those are the only things you have to do. He ended up gaining over six time, six months with us. He lost 43 pounds. Um, he increased his productivity in his business by two hours a day. So we tracked his productivity of how much he was actually working on income-producing activities, and he was able to increase that by two hours every single day while feeling more uh, energized in the gym because we help boost his testosterone naturally through the foods and workouts he was eating. And so he's got more energy, more mental clarity. He's dropping body fat, adding muscle, and has more energy like um, actual work time. So two hours of productivity a day for one year. So not counting the 10 years he's going to be like this or the 20 years, but one year is 48-hour work days a year. Hmm. So how much money could you make with 48-hour workdays extra? This is already time that you're sitting there lollygagging around not really doing crap, <laughs> and you're getting something done. Not only that, he invested in it now, so now it's going to have even more of an ROI for him because every single day that you don't invest in your health and get these types of results, is uh, it makes it a more expensive investment because now you don't get to enjoy it as long. So now he's only in his mid-30s. This guy's going to enjoy this for the rest of his life. Let's say 35 years, 40 hours of pro- 40 days of productivity every single year, better quality of life, 
able to go home with more energy, feels better about himself. And now because of this, he's able to go out and uh, pursue his acting and comedy career like never before. And it, because of that newfound confidence and energy, he's getting more gigs than ever before. So already right there, I should tie some type of a reoccurring income like a, like a 2%, I get 2% override on everything they do after they lead up, leave our program. Because if we, if people like Tommy, if everyone got results like Tommy, I could charge a hundred thousand dollars and it would still be worth it. Right. Right. Okay. I like that. That's perfect. So one other question I have is, uh, another cha big challenge in this industry is, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, is that things are always changing. You know, it's like, you know, today or, you know, say five years ago, one thing was really bad for you and today it's good for you or, you know, something that's yeah, supposed to be good for you, it becomes bad for you. And then, you know, even because I remember like years ago, I used to be a personal trainer and I remember, um, you know, I and if I can take a step back, even when I was in high school, I remember, you know, when I was in high school, the whole thing was like static stretching, you know, and, and then then when I became a personal trainer, they were like, no, st static stretching is terrible for you. You don't do that before a workout. You do dynamic stretching. And I'm like, what is that? You know, so I have yeah, to you're shutting off your muscles now we used to all stretch for 25 minutes before we worked out after we ran on the treadmill. Right. Get warmed up. Yeah. Stretch. And now everyone's like, oh, you're getting hurt because. You're shutting off all your muscles. Yeah, it's so funny. Man. So it's like, you know, things are always shifting and in, 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 in moving around. Uh, how do you stay on top of what's, you know, I guess the best diet, the best workout tips to give to your clients uh, to make sure that what you're telling them today is, uh, I guess, the most relevant information? Yeah, so the first thing is making sure, like you said, we're always on top of the ball. All the new information is coming out. So we have people in our company that are always looking up and researching and trying to test different things. So one, we're all testing the new stuff on ourselves to make sure that this is something we want to be able to release to our clients. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the simple things will always win. Everyone thinks, and everyone listening right now, the majority think, hey, 70% of the, the results I'm going to get is from nutrition and 30% from working out, but you're missing a lot of things in there. So a lot of people think, if I could just work out, get in the gym, and eat a little bit healthier, I'll get results. Now what happens, though, is the hardest thing in health is working out. And so what happens is if they don't get to the gym, they don't do anything else. Mm. Now we flip it the opposite way, and this is why our clients get such good results, is that if you don't breathe for five minutes, you die. And so the world is already showing you what's the biggest uh, what's the biggest thing you should focus on. So breathing is number one, hydration is number two, three is sleeping, and then it's nutrition and exercise. And what happens is that everyone already uh, breathes, drinks, sleeps, and eats every single day. And if the number one priority of that is breathing, because you detox 70% of your water through breathing, that's why you wake up so dehydrated. And then the second thing is if you don't drink water for three days, you die. And then it's sleeping again. It's like all these are incrementally important. And so when you invest in the, the correct breathing, right, you spend the time to do box breathing, let's say four seconds in, four seconds hold, four seconds out, four seconds hold, and do that over and over again. You then detox your body. You then get more oxygen in your blood that goes to your muscles and your brain, getting you more mental clarity. Then from there, it's hydration. If you're 3% dehydrated, you decrease your performance by 5 to 10%, and three out of four people are 3% dehydrated at least. Hmm. So already, 5 to 10% uh, increase in brain function, physical movement. So already, you're like, You've done better than taking any neuro pill you could ever take right now. And then sleep. For men, if you're not sleeping, your testosterone is reproduced while you sleep. 
So you go through testosterone during the day, and then while you sleep, your body reproduces it. And so we need to make sure that that's happening. And so ultimately, when it comes down to it, the simple things are what people get uh, that will get people results. And then when you get results, you want to learn more. So making sure that we focus on the key things that work no matter what, that have been around for thousands and thousands of years, instead of just looking for the new thing all the time that's going to give us the quote-unquote quickest results in the least amount of time, and focusing on what's going to move the needle the most. Because, I mean, let me ask you, if I told you, hey, focus on breathing, drinking, and sleeping, and you'll get really good results, would that be intimidating to you? No. So, and then if you do those things... And if you think in your mind that those are the most important, then that's going to give you momentum and you're going to be like, dang, I want to get better results. I think I'm going to add eating better and exercise to what I'm doing. But exercise and eating aren't the ultimatum that if I don't do these, I'm not going to get results. So I'm not going to hydrate and I'm not going to sleep well. That's what the people are doing today. So ultimately, the way we stay on top is always testing new things. We're always growing. We always have trust and integrity with our clients that we will only give them the best thing that's proven to work. And we'll call ourselves out if we give them something else. And you know, we see this in a lot of companies today. They have protein bars that are five years old that they never changed, never upgraded. And now they're irrelevant. None of us are taking them anymore. But these are companies that we're supposed to trust, and I don't think it's right. Hmm. I like that. Well, Nicholas, I really appreciate you coming on the show. You provided some great information. I, I you know, again, I love the business. I love the um, the focus that you have on fitness and really helping people out. And I and I love the approach that you're taking, in which you know people can, I guess, really kind of ease their way into the fitness and and um, really do things at their own pace and and see. Um, see those results, the ROI that they're getting from the things they're doing. Uh, so before we close out, I wanted to know how can the baller circle learn more about you and, and get in touch with you and your business? Awesome, man. Well, they go to the billion dollar body.com. Uh, obviously they go to the billion dollar body.com slash challenge to be able to connect with me further. We have a private Facebook group for everyone. Nicholas Barely on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash billion dollar body, the billion dollar body on Instagram. Just type in the billion dollar body anywhere and you will find us. You'll be able to connect with us. We always return every single message, and we'll be able to help you and give you some more information to make sure that you succeed. Information's cheap, so if you ask for it, we'll give it to you. It's execution and learning how to execute that's really expensive. That's the thing that actually costs something. So any type of information anyone needs, we'll make sure we give it to them. And then I want to just leave uh, the ballers out there with just one last thing, and it's that if you could do anything, just picture where you want to be with no limiting beliefs, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, depending on your age. Where do you want to be? What do you want to look like? What do you want your lifestyle to be like? And then come to the now and figure out not just what should I do now, but what are the ways I can get there? Because that'll eliminate a lot of the options for you of what you should do with your life, what type of business you should do, what type of work you should do. Because ultimately, I knew I wanted to spend time with my wife. And so I knew getting a job and doing that whole thing and working separate wasn't going to work out. So it was easy for me to get away from that without thinking and falling back into, should I just go back and get a job? Should I just go back? Because that never was an option for me. And so the more you can burn those types of boats and figure out what you want that's going to make you happy in the long term, then you could start doing it now and executing on it so that you can have what other people don't have when they're older. That's awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Nicholas. I really appreciate the time. Dude, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so glad to be here and serve everyone. And I hope everyone enjoyed the show. 
That's our show for today. As usual, thanks for listening. You can check out the blog post for this episode as well as listen to other episodes of the Internet Ballers podcast at www.internetballers.com. Again, I'm Michael Pasha and happy marketing. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Through our guest stories, you will learn the path to go from struggling entrepreneur to internet baller. We'll see you on the next episode.